Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Who Dub Film Club podcast, where each week we invite a member or members of the club onto the show to talk about a movie of their choosing. Whether that movie be good, bad, topically relevant, or anything in between, it's all on the table. I'm one of your hosts, Jim Saunders, and joining the podcast are special guests Alyssa, Tansy, and Layla. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hi. Hello. Uh, it's uh, we're at the end of week three as we're recording this. Uh, you done? How's everyone's quarters going? Um, it's like starting to get into midterm season. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been busy. pretty good so far though. Mm. Like not too bad. Not too stressful. Good. Midterms came so fast. I feel like I just started, I and this week yeah. I have a midterm on Thursday, which is bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. But. No, I have a midterm on Thursday as well. It's kind of crazy because <laughs> the, the first couple weeks like really lull you in because it's like yeah. Oh, nothing. Nothing's really happening, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like, oh my god. <laughs> and yeah, but I'm glad everyone's got everyone's schedules and everyone's um classes are going well. Is there anything else like film related recently that you guys wanted to talk about? Recently, mm. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's coming out like a couple weeks after we record it, but so it won't be like entirely relevant. But it is anything. I mean, I saw the Joker recently. Yeah. Was it good? So good. Oh. I, I, I'm, I'm the unpopular opinion though. Apparently, so oh. yeah, it's it's just a, it's not for the lighthearted, I guess you know, <laughs> but that's okay. But yeah, I thought it was good. Mm. It's pretty like brutal. Like I, I had a lot of issues with it, but like I, I know what you're talking about. Like it's yeah. like it's sort of crazy to see like a mainstream studio film like do some of the things that it did. Yeah, I, I respect it for that. And like bad respect to Joaquin Phoenix, who. Oh yeah, his acting was amazing mm-hmm. in that movie. Like I had only known him from the movie Signs, <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> oh right, he was in that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think we're just gonna get straight into it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, all right, so today we are going to be talking about the film American Psycho, which is directed by Mary Heron and um, stars Christian Bale. And it's essentially about Christian Bale, who's playing this uh, super wealthy, like, Wall Street investment banking guy who is basically just a psychopathic (laughs) serial killer. Or is he? Oh, yeah. We'll get into that. That's kind of spoilers for a (laughs) 19-year-old movie. but, um, (laughs) But essentially, it's just about this guy who has these psychopathic tendencies and has a huge ego and how that sort of affects his life and his relationships and everything around him. I think it's a really interesting dark comedy. Uh, What do you guys think about it? Yeah, I love it. Like, there's definitely some moments that it's just so absurd that it's just so hilarious. Like, um, the scene where they're all pulling out their business cards, that scene cracks me up every single time. Like, I've seen so many meme edits of that, too. It's mm-hmm. just, like, timeless now. Yeah, there's I, I, there's just one where it's, like, they're pulling out, uh, it's, like, edited on Pokemon cards. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, so, it's so good. It really plays with, like, the absurdity of its situations and, like, mm. like it's, like, exaggerated to the point where it just becomes ridiculous, and I like I like where satires like mm-hmm. sort of blow things out of proportion or get like really exaggerated in order to like make a point about society or whatever. Like, have you guys all seen Sorry to Bother You? Oh, I no. haven't seen that one. Like, I, I I think like the most successful satires are the ones that stay exaggerated so it allows 
the audience to really like know what it's saying from a like oh this thing about America is like really messed up mm-hmm. and, and like this is how they're interpreting it. I think that's a really interesting thing that this also kind of does because it's commenting about like like rich culture and the idea of like a lot of people think uh, when they think about this movie they think about the scene where it's uh, main character Patrick Bateman Patrick Bateman as played yeah. by Christian Bale and. Um, and Paul Allen, as played by Jared Leto, and they're just in they're in in his apartment, and they're he has the monologue about Huey Lewis, which is like iconic at this point, and like there's been it's a whole bunch of memes about square. it. to be square. And he's like talking about hip to be square and how it's like this anthem about like conformity and about fitting in, and I feel like Patrick Bateman throughout the movie talks about this whole idea of like fitting in and he's doing what he's doing because like to, just to fit in I think that could be like I don't know sort of a comment about the the dangers of fitting in especially in a, in a, a society where it's like all these Wall Street people that are like kind of like sexist and, and racist and homophobic we see like comments about it where it's like oh, women don't have good personalities. Like, we're all just, like, sitting around. Oh, I don't know. Maybe that's, like, that's, it. that's just, like, kind of my interpretation of what this movie's saying. Does anyone else have? No, definitely, yeah. I feel like you can really tell that um, at the end, and then when you look back from the end, you can see all those hints that the movie is making. Mm-hmm. One thing is, like, all the everyone looks the same. They're dressed the same, right. and that's why it's so hard to remember people's names. And, like, really, the only names you actually know is... Um, Patrick Bateman and Paul Allen. Everyone mm-hmm. else is just a nameless sort of stock character. Mm-hmm. And it just shows like how, I guess, um, the society he lives in and possibly like the society that we live in is just conditioned to expect certain things and you're hitting these benchmarks just because, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. But mm-hmm. then you stop and think about, well, why am I hitting these benchmarks? Why am I getting these these suits, these expensive suits, and worrying about having the nicest uh, business card and like the most beautiful girlfriend or whatever you want to associate a woman with? They're just going with the flow at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, a little spoiler, like at the end, it's kind of prominent where it just like sort of all becomes really out of body, I guess. You just sort of look at what's normal, what society is living as something almost foreign and absurd. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I thought, like, kind of along the same thing, like, I thought the movie was largely about, you know, like, the consumerism of America, especially since this takes place in, like, um, it's supposed to take place in, like, the 1980s, I think. And so that was when, um, you know, technology was, like, booming and stuff, and so people really started to get into that. And... Also, too, just, um, like, going back to the ending of the movie, like, I thought that was really interesting because it, it kind of made me think, like, okay, well, Patrick Bateman, you know, he's trying so hard to be different, and the only way he thinks that he can be different is by murdering people. Mm-hmm. But even when he does that and when he confesses and he's expecting, you know, like, oh, my gosh, you did such a terrible thing, you know, how could you? You're inhuman, or, you know, like that kind of reaction to kind of, I guess... I think he was he was confessing to get a reaction that would split him apart from the others, mm-hmm. and I think that that's like the main drive that he has. But then they're like, you know, like what are you talking about? No, like you know, Patrick Bateman would never do something like that. He's spineless, you know, and like <laughs> all this, mm-hmm. and and 
And so at the end of the movie, when he's kind of like just like staring off into space, I think that's him realizing like that these people are so consumed with what other people think of them and what you know they're having for dinner and what kind of suit they have and everything that they just like stuff like that gets swept under the rug. And he, I think that's him realizing that he's never gonna actually be able to differentiate himself from them because if murder doesn't do it, what's going to do it? <laughs> yeah. I- Oh, go ahead. Go well, I think it's interesting because, like, throughout it, he's confessing. Like, he multiple times, like, he tells people, like, I want to murder someone. And, like, they just mm-hmm. don't listen to him. Right. So, like, he's really trying to, like, stick out. And, like, none of his attempts are working. So I feel like, I don't know. It just kind of... And, like, at the end, I feel like it ties back to, like, his mental state. Like, you just see his deteriorate, deterioration, like, throughout the whole film. And then, like, at the end, whenever he confesses and still doesn't get a reaction, it just kind of shows, like, how, like, crazy he's gone to get this attention Mm. yeah i feel like his attempts to like confess and getting no reaction is also just an indication of the society and like um how they're obsessed with the the aesthetic the outward appearance these superficial things and it doesn't really matter what your moral character is that's why it's like such an obsession with the suits and like the business cards because these these things is what makes you acceptable in society um, these things that you can see with your eyes and the fact that uh, Paul Bateman, uh, not Paul, what's his name, Patrick? <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> okay. Basically Paul Bateman. Ba- yeah, basically. <laughs> Patrick Bateman, um, when he's committing all these like heinous deeds, heinous acts, um, and he confesses, no one really thinks much about it. And then it just, like the term American psycho, like American is like all American dream all american girl american pie it like sort of it changes like when when paired with psycho it's like something almost commonplace Mm -hmm. like what's an american psycho like how do you how do we define that you know i think it's like because patrick's kind of like living the american dream right he has all this wealth and these suits and fancy business cars but you know and that's all the exterior stuff on the inside he has this like desire to kill and yeah yeah. but like I don't know how far we go with spoilers are we going all the way full force full force alright so the elephant in the room did he actually murder people what do you guys think I think he did I think he did yeah yeah I mean I think the the end is like really trying to like trick you into thinking like oh it's it's just all, it's all been in his head, but I think, I think, I think you guys bring up a really good point about how it's like everyone just kind of ignores him whenever he, whenever he like brings up and confesses that he's done this, these things. Like when he's at lunch with his fiance, and like yeah. he, he just outright says it, yeah. and then oh she, God. she just, she's like, I love that scene. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna pick up some tapes. Such an icon. I, I will continue to use that even when I. Tapes are not relevant. Yeah. I don't care. This is how you dip out of. But yeah, I think I think at that moment he was kind of destined to to just be a part of that society, and I think it's mm-hmm. it's commenting on the fact that like in that upper echelon, like that one percent lifestyle, it's like everyone on the outside is all like just extravagant. They have all these fancy suits and they make all this money, but like everyone has like their inner demons that everyone just like kind of ignores because on the on the exterior it's like okay this is like the American dream is like we're living the American dream and we have all these fancy stuff and that's what they use to sort of like mask 
what, um, like all their demons and all everything that they're hiding. I feel like that that's definitely a big point in modern society. I mean, still pretty modern, like 19 years. A lot's changed, but it's like... I feel like it's still, still relevant. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. like, big companies will still brush things under the rug. Mm-hmm. And, like, once you achieve, like, that elite power, elite wealth, um, it's a lot easier to just, you know, do whatever you want and not really have to suffer the consequences mm-hmm. for it. And hopefully we're, we're, like, changing that, but definitely there's some themes that are still relevant from American Psycho. I think in the wake of social movements like Me Too, it's, like, painfully relevant. Yeah. Because it's, like, these people with all this power are, are abusing people and not getting consequences. They didn't, for a long time, had no consequences for their actions. And I think that, for that, I think this movie ages really well. Mm-hmm. And it's why it's kind of like a cult classic. Yeah, um, also, too, I wanted to talk about <clears throat> kind of, like, the aesthetic of the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really uh, interesting in, like, the cinematography and stuff. Um, just from, like, the colors and how everything looks really, like, you know, yeah, clean really and, uh, and aesthetically yeah. pleasing. And, like, you know, um, another thing, too, is that, like, when he murders people, the blood doesn't actually look like real blood. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but it looks really, like like it looks brighter you know I don't know how to explain it like like it looks like vibrant you know mm-hmm. kind of and and at least that's what I thought when I saw it. I was like that doesn't yeah maybe more like paint almost yeah like it doesn't look real but like also it doesn't look like it was like it looks like it was intentionally made that way right mm-hmm. or maybe it was just like the saturation of the colors I don't know but uh, I thought that was interesting and also too during the times when he's like uh, like working out before work or something and he puts something on TV and how those things are so like inappropriate like for the setting that he's in you know like and and but at the same time he's he's like putting it on as like background TV when it's like a horror movie or literal pornography and and he's just like talking on the phone like yeah can I have a dinner reservation and it's just like on in the background you know like mm-hmm. I thought that was an interesting choice um and it kind of made me wonder like Okay, is this a commentary on, you know, again, on, like, seeing these really, I don't know the word. Uh, like, graphic. Graphic content, but, like, it's, like, yeah, you know, being... like, a, like disengagement. You know? Yeah, yeah, and not being concerned with it, mm-hmm. you know? Being desensitized. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. I think when, like, for the color palette, I think the whole thing is very, like, white, clean, mm-hmm. kind of dull, and, like, the blood is, like, the only color, which yeah. is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, it's just really pops from the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And then um, for the, yeah, the, he's just desensitized to crime and violence, and it's so norm for him. So, like, he just, mm-hmm. I don't know, it shows, like, who he is. He That's just who, he's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we could, I don't know, just to, like, play the devil's advocate, um, maybe he's also, like, like, trying to create, like, a reaction out of him, mm-hmm. you know, because he's so bored I guess with this daily monotonous routine that he looks for stimuli to like I guess liven him up and then I don't know like what do you guys think about that I'm not sure because does the movie like ever explicitly say well I mean at the end of it he's like oh I killed a bunch of people and he begins to list out like everything that happened during the movie so is it like 
is this movie like the first instance where he's like killed someone? Like that's something that I was sort of wondering. Mm, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm trying to remember is, his but... first like the first murder. was the, the guy f- in that alley, was it not? Oh yeah. yeah. And that seemed Or I kind of thought that it was the one woman that he was on the sidewalk with cuz it it cuz right after that scene is like he's at the laundromat mm-hmm. and he's like he has sh- some sheets or something. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. So it's implied with, with, with blood on it. So I assumed that like that was maybe it or maybe that was like a completely unrelated incident but it just made me wonder, like, it, it was it like something that triggered him to, to start killing, or was it something that was just he did and prior to this movie? I don't know. Mm. I feel like he probably did murder people like before the movie, just because like like the homeless guy and also too like the woman that you mentioned. Those seem like 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 regular struggles, you know, or like regular regular things that he does, you know, mm-hmm. and I think maybe like the movie just kind of shows us the point in time where he starts to realize like you know nobody's noticing this mm-hmm. and I think that's like because of that that's probably why he starts to kind of lose it a little bit you know mm-hmm. and gets frustrated because before it was probably just like oh I want to kill people so I'm going to do that <laughs> you know right yeah it definitely seemed like in the mind, like, Christian Bale's performance is, like, yeah. super good and super nuanced. Oh, yeah, and, amazing. Like, it's, um, I think you can really see, like, in his performance, like, it, like he was just, like, so emotionally drained, I guess, like, in scenes where, um, where, like, out, like, he was, like, on the sidewalk with that one woman. Like, I feel like he had that, that sort of aura of, like, charm, but also he was, like, super creepy and... And it was it's like a mask. Really, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I honestly can't commend like Christian Bale's performance in this enough because yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it works like, so well. It's yeah. yeah, he portrays like tamed anger. I don't know how to describe it. Like how he tries to maintain his composure, but you can see so visibly how enraged he is. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I I actually think that's kind of it's kind of funny because um, I. Actually, so my brother made me sit down and watch The Dark Knight for the first time this year. I know it was it's a long time coming, but um, and when I was I I don't know anything about like superheroes or anything. I don't really watch that stuff yet, and so when when I was watching that movie, I was kind of thinking I was like, okay, I can't tell if this dude playing Batman is either being outshined by Heath Ledger, or if this is actually just, like, his acting or if he's acting the character correctly and this is just the character. Like, I was kind of like, what is with what is with this character? Is it the character, the acting? And then I watched American Psycho and I was like, it was the character. This yeah. guy's a great actor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I think, I think with your Dark Knight example, it's, like, kind of a combination of everything because, like... I don't I, I don't really like I like the Dark Knight a lot, but I don't really like the voice that he's trying to do. Yeah. He's, he's doing Batman, I think it's really cheesy. <laughs> and I didn't But then know. also Heath Ledger's like phenomenal, so Right, and yeah. the, I immediately recognized that, but yeah. I didn't know that like Batman was supposed to be this like stoic, like right. emotionless person. I was like, what is wrong with this guy? Like <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Dark Knight's the, the the most boring person in his own movie, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I, I, this is definitely one of his best performances for sure. I haven't, I haven't seen like every Christian Bale movie. <laughs> he was in a Little Women with um, Winona Ryder, and like I think 
early 90s so it's just really funny for me to like see him like <laughs> act this you know um kind of like period drama it's not really period it's still like I mean, it can, but, like, and then go into, like, this absolutely like, psycho mode. It was just, this range is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, um, seeing, like, the news when he was filming for Batman before he had a different movie where he had to be super, super skinny and then he had to gain a lot of weight mm-hmm. to play Batman because Batman has, like, that really, like, I don't know, big physique. And he, like gained so much weight that like they started calling him fat man i think on set instead of batman and then he had to lose more and then he had to lose weight and just like that incredible like shift like uh it's dedication for for your role oh for sure and then recently he did vice where he played dick cheney and he had to gain all that weight and then that, and then now he's in like ford v ferrari and he's like boss all it back and it's like that that can't be good for you yeah no. um and he doesn't do like any any like radical uh, physical like preparation for American Psycho. I guess he got like a little bit like buffed up, but n- he's still like amazing. In yeah. <laughs> no, not to say that, like like physical attributes. Like the only <laughs> only important thing in preparing for a role. That's, that's not what I'm saying. No, yeah, but like he definitely prepared a lot for this role, and you can tell like there's a lot, there's yeah. a ton of nuance, and like. You're right, like, when you see, like, his eyes, there's just so much anger behind mm, yeah. it. And it's just, like, he, he, he describes himself as, like, he's human in every sense, like, physically and externally, but, like, the only emotions he has are disgust and anger, I think, are the two ones that yeah. he mentions. I think that's so well captured and exemplified by, by Christian Bell. Yeah, and uh, I, that brings me to another point, too, is that I really love the narration of the film mm-hmm. and how you could get into his own thoughts and, like, hear him in his own perspective. I thought that was really a really good touch to the film. And I read the book, actually, before oh, I watched the movie. Wow. So I was really interested on how it would be portrayed because, like, so much of the book is, like, his narration and, like, his inner thoughts. And, like, I didn't know how if it was going to be, like conveyed well through film Mm -hmm. but it was perfect and like the way that he like would talk about like the music right before he would kill that was also in the book and it was just like I think they did a really good job of showing like his like motives and like his his thoughts throughout it yeah Mm -hmm. I thought it was really interesting talks about um in one of the final scenes where he's like does the whole music monologue thing talks about (laughs) Whitney Houston's the greatest love of all and I think he, he interprets it as, like, uh, we can't empathize towards other people, but we can empathize towards ourselves. I thought that was a really interesting line. I don't know. What do, what do you guys think about that? Because I, I, do you think that says, like, a lot about his character? Or? A lot about his character and also a lot about his society. I feel like everyone he's around also has that same mentality because mm-hmm. they're all just the same person with a yeah. different name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like you can take that as, like, you know, something remarkably profound, but you could also take it as, like, an indication of his character, how Mm -hmm. he has this disconnect between himself and, like, other people and how he really can't relate with other people because maybe he can't empathize. Mm -hmm. So there's probably two different roads you could take to dissecting that. Mm Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> the scene, I don't really understand it, but the scene whenever he's at, like, the dinner, 
and he's talking about how we need to like solve like world hunger and like this and that and like he's t- he sounds like a nice guy <laughs> and then he's just not so I don't I don't really know what that was like the because like I mean, I don't know what do you what do you guys think of that? I'm not even sure because it's like I would say he's putting up a front but it's like it's not what like everyone else around him is doing so maybe that's just like one way he's just trying to desperately like stand out from. And like be an individual amongst all these people that are like the same, but because I mean I, I I I get like because he he doesn't really believe all that stuff that no. he's yeah. saying like it's it's clear because it's like right after that he kills the guy in the in the uh, in the alley yeah mm-hmm. yeah but yeah I think it's I think I don't know I think he enjoys playing the game like I think he enjoys portraying himself as um, this righteous character who you know does good things and then when in reality he knows what he actually does and I think he I think he enjoys that that he's playing a role you know mm-hmm. and like the disconnect from um, what he actually does in his private life um, yeah. yeah I think also too like maybe he's trying to like <clears throat> take a defined like stance you know mm-hmm. um, because everybody that he was talking to most of them were like you know we don't care about that stuff you know like what are you talking about but at the same time like people are going to look at that and see like okay well this guy obviously has a stance on all these things and he's something that he's like passionate about and they might you know look at that and be like oh I should be more like that right so I think it's it's kind of more so like even though they might not all have the same beliefs as him like I think it's more so just like being like hey I pay attention to this stuff and you know, and you guys don't, so therefore I'm better than you. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's totally like a superiority thing. Actually, now, now that you bring that up, that's a really good point. I always thought it was really interesting throughout the movie. I think back to the scene where it's like his secretary, him and his secretary at his apartment, and like they start to have this conversation about like life and and our aspir like what their aspirations are for life and everything, and like. As soon as things start to get, like, real or, 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 like, authentic, like, when he starts to have an emotional connection, he, like, he's like, no, I can't have that, and he almost kills the girl, and he, he doesn't. I think it's really interesting how this movie, like, explores the sort of, like, a la- lack of emotional connection to other people, especially through Patrick Bateman. Yeah, that scene, actually, I don't know about you guys, but that scene actually kind of made me nervous. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, because obviously I didn't, I didn't want his secretary to die, and I didn't want him to kill her, right. <laughs> and um, yeah, and that was that was one of the scenes I remember when I watched it. I was just kind of like sitting there, like, oh, oh boy, like mm-hmm. this isn't good. <laughs> his relationship <laughs> with her is very different from his relationship with other women. He mm-hmm. he he seems to enjoy her, but then also like when it gets close, he's like, I don't want to kill you. Maybe like head out. Mm-hmm. So. It's brought upon by a voice mug. It's brought up from his fiance, and she's like, oh, "Are you still mm-hmm. seeing her?" And then it's it's kind of a really cool double entendre because you think that they're talking about like infidelity, but really he's talking about the fact that yeah he's gonna kill her if she doesn't go. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think you might get hurt, like emotionally hurt is what it is what like it sounds like, but it's really just like mm-hmm. literally she would die. <laughs> I think that's a really cool double entendre there. Yeah, yeah, I really like that, uh, like, that whole relationship that they have throughout the movie. However, it did make me kind of wonder, like, 
kind of why and also how, you know? Like, because just because, like, I don't know, we're supposed to view him as, like, you know, complete psychopath who doesn't feel anything except for, you know, like, anger and disgust and everything. And so I guess, like, I kind of wondered, like, why they added that in or, like, why he was being more lenient with her, right? I think it was because she wasn't in the same, like, group, like, the same rich, like, high mm-hmm. up. Like, she was just his secretary, so yeah. she was more, mm-hmm. like, authentic, and mm-hmm. I feel like he could connect with her better. Mm-hmm. That's just... He yeah. also, but, I don't know, he also treated the the prostitutes and the, the people who are really low. Like, she's, like, That's resting true. in between, yeah. I guess, you know? Yeah. Maybe she... I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's yeah, all of, like... <laughs> based on my point, I don't know. No, it's just like we do see a lot of class differences. We mm-hmm. see like people who are scraping by day after day, and then we see like the the working class kind of positions, and um, we see like a fairly decent job as a secretary, and then we see like the the elite one percent. Yeah, I guess like he, I guess by that logic, he has the most empathy towards middle class people because <laughs> yeah. like all the lower class people he just ends up killing yeah. <laughs> um, oh god yeah it's a weird he has a weird twisted sense of morality I guess mm. but yeah. it makes things really interesting like it, it has a lot of nuance and, and depth to it I think yeah and definitely like I don't know I don't think we've touched on this yet but the scenes with him and the detective mm-hmm. like how do we yeah. feel so how do we good. feel about that <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were really good scenes, but at the same time, I was kind of like, I don't know, I, I was constantly kind of thinking like, okay, does this detective guy actually know what this guy's done, or is he just playing with him, or does he not know, like, you know? Like, it made me nervous for Patrick Bateman. Yeah, was, yeah. I think it was a was kind of the intent of it, was to see if you like em- were empathizing with this guy, like, oh, I... Like, I don't know if I want him to get caught. It was, it was a really weird dynamic. Yeah. yeah. I think it was, like, more of his... I, I took it as his paranoia. Like, I don't know if the detective was really onto him, but he was, like, worried. Mm-hmm. And so, like, back to, like, his mental state, like, I just think that he was really, like, anxious and on edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes me wonder if maybe, like, the movie was shot... Like, I mean, I guess this is kind of obvious, but, like, shot to be through his point of view, you know? Mm-hmm. And that also makes me think about, too, um, like, the aesthetic and how that plays in hand with how we're seeing the movie from his perspective, right? Yeah. So. But, um, like, is he a reliable narrator, though? Yeah. Like, that's mm-hmm. a thing. Because there's definitely some, like, when he drops a chainsaw and the girl and it, like, lands on her perfectly, I was like. And just, yeah. like, bounce around <laughs> And then the, the, the machine being, like, feed the cat into, like. Yeah. Like, that, it's not, like, you know, not dead. Yeah. yeah. So, like. It, yeah, I don't know if he's a reliable. Yeah. Like, maybe if he's playing up these deaths or if these deaths were in his head, like, we don't know. We don't know, like, the extent of his truth or lies. Yeah. Which is very interesting to look back mm-hmm. on. There is the very end, I just I just remember this, there is the very end where he's talking with his lawyer after he sends his lawyer, like, a call c- confessing to all these murders he apparently did. And his lawyer's like, oh, that was that was a super funny joke, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you're hilarious. He's like, no, I really did these things. And then, and he especially conf- confesses to the Paul Allen murder. And he's like, well, that makes no sense. I, yeah. had, I yeah. had lunch with Paul Allen like a week ago. So yeah, that was, that was just it's like, it really, it really threw me off. I had to watch it again after that. Yeah, and when he went to Paul Allen's apartment, 
and there was like no sign of blood or bodies and it was just fresh and clean and it was up for sale mm-hmm. that was really crazy mm-hmm. like I didn't even know it was the same apartment I thought I was just in there mm-hmm. and then I realized oh wait this is this is a familiar place and then mm-hmm. he's just so confused and bewildered by you know everything being gone and like right. no one caught on to anything yeah, that's why, though, that, that scene in particular, I think, is one of the reasons why I think he actually, like, did murder those people, and that there's just, like, a lot of, like, confusion between faces and stuff, because he walks in there, and he's like, what, what happened? What, you know, what's going on? And the lady there was like, you need to leave. Like, like he, she says, like, don't cause any trouble, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, I guess that could be, like, inferred as, like, you know, you're not supposed to be here. Get out of here, you know? <laughs> but, like, um... I don't know. I feel like that was kind of her being like, you know, don't make a fuss out of things. I took care of it, you know. And so mm. I think that's one of the moments why I think that he actually did murder those people. But, but like, why would these people go so far to cover this up? Like, why, like, why would they do this for him? Are they trying to maintain, like, their, their communities? Yeah, well, think about the media. Because mm-hmm. if the me- if it got out in the media and he's a part of this, I mean, he's like the son of the owner of like the company. And that's why he has all this money and stuff in the first place. And so, you know, if that, that, that gets out and everything, that whole entire like, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it, company that he works for and stuff, like their label is going to be branded as, you know, hey, look out, there's people, that, you, you know, there's a murderer in this company, don't buy from them anymore. And so I think it has to do with just like... Being like, you know, oh, you know, you messed up, but that's okay because we're willing to take, we're willing to cover this up so that we don't have to sacrifice ourselves, you know, too. Because all those people would probably also, like, their jobs would probably also be in jeopardy, be jeopardy because of um, the stigma, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. That's that's a really good point. I, I didn't, I didn't yeah. think of that scene <laughs> in particular, but I think a lot of this movie is just about, like, how a lot of the crimes of the 1% is just totally brushed under the rug because just to, 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 to maintain that reputation and because they have that power, they can just get away with it. And even all of Patrick's attempts to sort of say, I did this, and it, they're just completely brushed mm-hmm. away and ignored. Um, so I think that's a really good point. Yeah, and also I think another thing that's interesting is, um, I don't know if you guys have heard, like, the... I don't know what they call it, like theory or something. That like a lot of the movies that came out in, in nineteen ninety nine. I know this. I know this came out in two thousand. But a lot of the movies in nineteen ninety nine are like kind of like cubicle movies where, like the movies, are like majorly about people who have really like mundane and boring lives and are trying to change that. You know, uh, especially because I, uh, I think like in the nineties, America was actually pretty doing pretty well like economically Mm -hmm. and so I think this kind of like uh, like for instance like Fight Club Mm -hmm. that's a perfect example from 99 and I think like this movie also could probably be in that category too right because it's like this guy is trying to be different you know Mm -hmm. so I thought that was kind of cool yes it it really is like a like a trend in this era of of movies because there's like this uh, Fight Club the Matrix, Office mm-hmm. Space, like a bunch of these movies where it's like normal, I guess normal people uh, <laughs> just trying to escape and differentiate themselves from the consumer culture, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's ironic though, because like when the economy is doing really well, we see like 
this explosion of media that sort of like disenfranchises itself from it. And then um, when you, I don't know, like poor economic times, I guess, that's when you can kind of see like movies that um, sort of trying to uplift the spirit. So there's mm-hmm. always like, I guess, um, like the opposite culture, I guess. Mm-hmm. Not entirely. This this entire this analogy doesn't like entirely work, but like the grass is always greener, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like we're always gonna like want better things, no matter where we are. I guess yeah. socially or economically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when after I watch movies that I really like, I usually look them up on the internet and see what <laughs> people are saying about them. Yeah, and Am I, I love to like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, and. Something that I found about American Psycho in particular was that there was, like, people who were saying that the movie was misogynistic. And I'm interested since, you know, all of, all of us over here are women. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, I don't know, do you guys think that that was a misogynistic movie? I, I feel like Patrick is misogynistic, so it had to be. Like, mm-hmm. that was just part of his character. He was going to treat these women terribly because, like, that was just, like who he was. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was so strongly misogynistic that it's making a point about that. Right. You know? That's, like, that's what not I what thought. the movie advocates. Like, yes, you can have characters who are very misogynistic, yeah. but the whole aim is, you know, to show how they're sort of like their logic isn't quite there. And I remember there's like the Ted Bundy quote where like oh, yeah. all the guys yeah. are talking yeah. about like women and there's like um he said like this Ted Bundy quote about um the dog. It was like, had. when you see, like, a beautiful woman, I can't decide if I want to, like, have uh, sex with yeah. her or, like, take her head off or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I have yeah. to look it up now. <laughs> and then that was just, like, sort of up on the level. Like, that just level up. So all the other guys were just like, uh-huh. <laughs> don't want to respond to that. They, they almost acknowledged it. They were like, almost. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I still just were like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you guys. And actually, too, like, on the other side of that, there were also people that were saying, oh, no, this movie is actually, um, like, a, like a feminist movie because it's, like, talking about... Or kind of making, like, with the exaggeration of, like, what all these, like, men are saying about women and stuff, it kind of makes you to look, like, look at it and be like, huh, that's not right, you know? So, like, in that kind of reverse way, people were saying, like, no, this is actually a... A feminist movie, but mm-hmm. yeah, I was just curious to see what you guys thought. And I, I think, yeah, I think yeah. it's very misogynistic, but you know, not that like misogynistic not, within itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like that wasn't the director's purpose, but he definitely. I mean, it's probably incorporated in his purpose, but mm-hmm. like not advocating for it. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Wait, who who was this directed by again? Is a woman, right? Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. directed so, by a woman. And, um. Uh, yeah, also, too, another thing is, uh, like, I think just st- statistically, too, like, men serial killers just naturally kill women more than men, <laughs> you know? So that was another thing that I was like, okay, well, this might actually just, you know, be another aspect of, well, this is what usually happens in the real world, right? Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I think with movies that, like, do have misogynistic or sex- sexist elements they're usually presented more in, like, the, the undertones of the movie. It's not, like, so out there. Mm-hmm. I think with an American Psycho, it's so overt, it's so obvious that, it, like, it has to be, like, making a comment about it. That's just at least how I view it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a similar thing with, like, um, 
Have you have any of you seen Under the Silver Lake? No. A lot of people claim that movie was kind of sexist, and I mean, as a man, I really shouldn't be the one to like comment on it. But at least in my opinion, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't really think it is. I think it's kind of the opposite, where it's like commenting about how women are like treated in Hollywood and how uh, they're fetishized and a lot of this stuff. But I think, I mean, that's just that's just my mm-hmm. opinion on it, though. Mm-hmm. I think. American Psycho does, does a similar thing here. Yeah. yeah. And I think it just depends on, like, what's, like, happening, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like there's a difference, like, between having, like, misogynistic themes, like, within the movie that's, like, a part of the film mm-hmm. versus having the movie be, like, um, and being advocating, like, advocating for that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like, um, like, if we watch a movie about, like, America in like the 1950s or something and there's extreme overt racism like mm-hmm. we're not going to sit there and be like this movie is advocating racism you know uh, even I think if it doesn't have like the uh, usual like oh America gets better you know about this like at the end of those movies and like that kind of sends a message of you know that it's bad <laughs> but like I just think that there's there's a difference between there and sometimes when movies like execute that differently like it can be kind of confusing for people yeah. to kind of you know mm-hmm. register that. I think. Yeah, the execution is definitely really hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like if you go any too far in any one direction, it can come off kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. Like when you're trying to like um, portray a scene that you know is like uh, showing like misogyny or sexism or like fetishizing women, like how they shoot the scene can really make or break what their message is. Like if they linger too long maybe on like the on the sexual fetishization then it could come off as like you know trying to uh to appeal like um like with a sex appeal Mm -hmm. and then i don't know i feel like it's just really hard to and it's it's hard for the audience to differentiate too yeah like Mm -hmm. i do think american psycho does i don't know in my opinion just like a pretty decent job of like Showing, I don't know. Now that I think about it, there are not. I think about the scenes that are like really graphic, and I'm like, okay. But I feel like they do an okay job of um, portraying misogyny in a negative light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, I think that's just because it's like from. Well, okay. Well, I was gonna say it from you know his point of view, but then like, from his point of view, he probably doesn't care. But like yeah. since it's us watching from like his eyes, you know, mm-hmm. we're seeing like, oh, okay, that's mm-hmm. you know kind of weird. But you know, like he like <laughs> I I totally lost my train of thought. But okay. you guys get what yeah. I'm saying, right? <laughs> if you guys ever get a chance, you should read the book because there's so much to. that is yeah. left out, and I like mm-hmm. understandably so. Like that just is not suitable to be shown in a movie but Mm. it's very interesting what they chose to put and what they chose to not but i don't know the book it it, it's it's really good Mm -hmm. yeah i heard that they they struggled a lot with like um transferring the ending of like the book over to the movie Mm -hmm. and just transferring like some scenes and themes of the of the uh book over to the movie in general like um you know, I, I've never read the book. I want to, but I heard that the book is also, like, kind of open-ended. It's a lot more, like, ambiguous. Like, you yeah. can kind of... It, it doesn't... 
I feel like it's not saying that he didn't do these killings, which is kind of what it's shown in the movie, because mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to portray that in film, I think. So, like, it was a lot more open-ended when I read it. And then yeah. once I watched it, I was like, oh, maybe he didn't kill these people, because, like, it's just a different, like, kind of mood, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe to, like, go with something a little more lighthearted, like, the dialogue in this is incredible. I absolutely like, yeah. love all of these quotes. Like, there's so many good quotes um from the movie like uh i don't know it's kind of hard to imagine right now but do you guys have any like favorite quotes or lines right off the bat (laughs) honestly like all of them (laughs) like that's why i like the narration so much because like so many really really interesting quotes came from those and but i think i like like the one i of course i can't remember word by word yeah like the like the one of the last things that he says in the movie when it's like zooming in on his eyes, and I, I he says something about like all of it, all of his efforts meaning nothing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was just kind of like man, that's a great way to end a movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I like the quote where he talks about how um, he's simply not there. So like yeah. his his whole being is just being completely outshined by like what's on the exterior because no one will like see him for him I guess or like acknowledge that he's doing all these things mm-hmm. um, there's, there's a bunch of really good ones like yeah. obviously the scene with him and Paul Allen oh yeah um, actor turns some videotapes oh this one's classic mm-hmm. oh there's this the scene where he's like trying to break it off with his fiance and she's just not mm-hmm. getting it and mm-hmm. then she just all of a sudden, like, starts crying when she feels like it's actually, like, getting serious. He's And everyone starts staring at them, and all the unwanted tension, like, makes him, like, anxious and angry. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, I've assessed the situation, and I've decided to leave. And I, <laughs> I love that. I love that line so much. Very relatable, yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. There's so many good quotes. Like, I'm looking at them right now, and I'm like, man, these are impeccable. Absolutely impeccable. Yeah, also, too, just, like, I thought that the scene when he was, like, on the phone confessing everything and just, like, completely just having a meltdown, yeah. I really like that scene. I think it was very different from, like, his yeah. rest of him. And like, he's just, like, he's broken down at this point. Yeah, and it was really different to see because he's sitting here freaking out, like, you know, sweating, and, <laughs> like, it, it almost kind of looks like he feels guilty for some you know what he was saying, but like at the same time, you you you've watched most of this movie as seeing him being like, I don't care, mm-hmm. you know, I do what I want, and you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was really good. I'm trying to remember the character name. Um, of which one? Oh, uh, Lewis Caruthers. Um, um, oh yeah. I think honestly, one of my favorite scenes in like the whole movie is when. Um, he's in the bathroom and then uh, Patrick like goes and like tries to like choke him out yeah oh, and then yeah. he <laughs> interprets this as like oh he's like, oh, he's, like yeah. trying to like touch him and Lewis <laughs> is gay yeah and it's like sort of implied throughout like the movie cause like he has like I guess some like stereotypical mannerisms I guess but um but also, it's like he's like cast out by like everyone else in like the the, the Wall Street like investment banker mm-hmm. community, I guess, because everyone's like, oh, he's so weird or whatever. He's like such a loser. I think that moment was like, he's like, oh my gosh, 
you feel the same way that I do and like I've noticed you and like I think that was like one of the, a super interesting moment because it was like that was Lewis like finally like breaking free from like okay he doesn't have to be this way like that, that was his moment of freedom I guess if you know what I mean yeah that team was super funny yeah. <laughs> it was funny it was <laughs> it's funny in a bad way but in a good way you know like yeah. you feel like uh this is like funny you but like also really I felt bad yeah. Like, dude, you almost died. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. And that's another thing. It's like another person that just doesn't notice what yeah. Patrick's doing. Yeah. yeah. And, like, everyone just sort of interprets his actions to their own agenda, kind mm-hmm. of. Like, um, Lewis is sort of seeing him as, like, in a romantic light. And then, like, everyone else is just, like, seeing him as, like, you know, another businessman, another person to talk to, just one of the guys. Mm-hmm. And his fiance. um... I mean, sees him as her fiance, and yeah, it's just interesting how people are just preoccupied with their mm-hmm. own expectations of him. They don't actually look at who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just I really like that scene because it was like, okay, Lewis was like finally being passionate, like, oh my gosh, there's something, there's somebody different. Yeah. And like that was like finally. Uh, he's different, all right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, like in a way, like it's kind of cheesy, but in a way, like him, like giving away his true identity, like kind of saved his life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you he know? was just so yeah, shocked it, it, that it was like yeah. no, nope. because like if he didn't, if he was kind of like, oh, what the heck are you doing? You know, like, like he probably would have kept like killing him. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> But since he was like, oh, I see what this is. He's like, uh, <laughs> <Patrick was> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what did you guys think of um, the woman that Patrick was having an affair with? Oh, that makes her? me think, that made, like, talking about this other character. Her, I, I don't remember her name. <laughs> I don't remember her name either, but, like, I thought she was kind of an interesting character. Especially, mm. too, like, like I think, I think he's the one that cuts off relations with her. And... Like, when was the last time that they, like, end up speaking? Like, when was the last time we see her? They had, like, they were, slept together. Yeah, he was, she was, he was in getting, bed. Yeah, yeah, he was getting dressed in the mirror, and then she was, like... Okay. She was going to say something, but she didn't. She yeah. probably just, like, feelings or whatever, but... Yeah. No, before that, it was, like, if I don't see you before Easter, yeah. I'm, like, have a, have a good one or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. 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 And then Patrick is just completely emotionally cut off from that whole relationship. Like, it's, like, completely sexual to him. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any closing thoughts before we wrap up? Mm. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty good movie. Very good. Very good. And yeah. definitely oh, worth we, a watch. Should we give it a rating? Like, each of us just oh, yeah. go... We usually don't, but... Like, we don't? If you, okay. if you want to. If okay. you want to. I don't know. I, I, I really know. like it. I really yeah. do. Like, it's just such a... Like, Actually, well, I, I, I the first time watching it, I don't think it's a very easy watch. Like, for me, there was like some some scenes where I was just kind of like, whoa, like you know, like yeah, I can't. It's believe. very graphic. Yeah, like in particular when he stabbed like the homeless guy after that conversation, I was just kind of like, okay. <laughs> but I think that's part of like yeah. um, the movie saying like this is what this is about. This is what this is gonna be. Right. So I wouldn't say it's an, it's an easy watch, but like, oh, yeah. it's still like. It makes you think a lot, and um, I think personally, I'd probably give it an eight for me. 
just yeah. because I just I really like it personally. Yeah, I'd also give it a solid eight. I really like how it bounces around from the absurdly comedic to mm-hmm. graphically horrible, and then the narration dialogue in between. Like that's just brilliant for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'll also give it an eight. <laughs> yeah, I really like it. It's just, it's done Solid very well. Eight. Like, I think it, it really portrays Patrick Bateman very accurately. Yeah. yeah. I agree. No, Christian Bell is really great, and he does a lot of cool things with his material. And it, it just, it always keeps you on your toes. Like, I was watching it last night, and I was, I was like, really tired, and I was like, okay, but I have to watch it for the podcast. So I was going to watch, like, half of it, last night and half this morning and I just couldn't because I was just like okay this I'd already seen it so I knew what, what was going to happen but I was yeah. like okay I'm still like super invested in, in this story and what's going to happen mm-hmm. I think a nine. Oh, ooh, yeah. wow up the level <laughs> it's really 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 yeah, good yeah. I really like this movie yeah. yeah and it's no wonder that it's a cult classic yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure god for sure. Good for sure I just thought of the the one where he says, don't just stare at it, eat it. I'm not going to oh. give context for this, but if you watch the movie, you'll understand. It's pretty funny in an absolutely horrible way. Oh, my God. But I it's so funny. Apparently, Leonardo oh, DiCaprio yeah. was almost Patrick Bateman. I heard that. That would have been interesting. Yeah. But I, don't think I, I don't think I would like it. I don't. I, mean, I love Leo. I love Leo. I but like, Christian right Bale yeah. is just too good. Exactly. It's just, you can't imagine a different, a different like, um, American psycho. That's all the best roles are. All the best performances. Yeah. yeah. And he was, like, still... He wasn't as big as he... As he is now, because like once the Batman movies came out, he, everyone kind of knew him. At mm-hmm. that time, he was still like under the radar. Only did like I don't know a couple of movies. So this was kind of his breakout role. Yeah, I think Leo's best for explosive anger, <laughs> and Christian Bale did a great job at like Cont- yeah, that's true. simmering yeah. anger like for the majority oh, yeah, of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Very, like, you know? the held very like, yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, this was great. Um, <laughs> Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, you can catch us. You can find our Facebook at UW Film Club and find on Instagram and Twitter at Film Club UW. And then, as always, you can listen to our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Play. And thank you so much, Alyssa, Tansy, and Layla, for joining me in this conversation about American Psycho. It was really great having all three of you guys on. I haven't had. I haven't hosted a podcast with three guests yet, so it's oh, oh. It's, it's really cool. It's really cool. <laughs> no, in in the in the um, on the sign up sheet, everyone like chose like a different movie, and then I was like, I noticed you two first, and then I noticed you third. I was like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be a packed podcast, but um, packed. packed podcast. Yeah. But it was great. Thank you guys so much for for joining me. Yeah, thank you. And, yeah, this is so fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We'd love to have you come back, and. Um, Audience, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye-bye.